0: Friends, new and old and welcome to the powwow podcast my name is david i'm your host and i'm your other host philip and we are gathered uh, around this campfire today and how are you phil how are you how are you feeling after this this fine week you know what it's a good week around here
1: in these parts i actually just uh we always talk about this but uh, i want to bet against a, a oh, friend good. from work yes and as such i will be dining on the fine cuisine that is a chicken pot pie during the entirety of our recording of both this and knock 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 on the on the episode next as we will be doing two in a row Ooh. but uh, i will be enjoying a
0: chicken pot pie while we eat so I'm, I, I can't have any real complaints have you ever had a chicken pot pie and do you like them i mean i've had a I've had pies before. I'm sure there's been one that was chicken, <laughs> and I've had steak and ale pie. And I, I'm a i am like steak pie. And, ale and there's pie. no one who does it better than the Brits. That's one of the one of the the fine things about British cuisine is is a good pie. Isn't so, that what bangers and mashes a pie? No, bangers and mashes sausages and mashed potatoes. Ah, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Well, how uh, are shepherd's you? Shepherd's pie week? has mashed potatoes oh, on it. I that's, do that's, love that's shepherd's there. pie. Oh. My week was uh, very average and uh, not terrible. Good weekend. Very good weekend. I, I played uh, Jules de boule. Jules de boule. Jules de uh, What is Jules de boule? Jules de Beaul with a B. It's uh, it's that game where there's like a little ball and then you have to throw big metal balls and try to get them as close to the little ball as possible. I played that in a park with some new acquaintances. So you and played with fun. your balls in a park? Nice. <laughs> I did. Hmm. And I was drinking the entire time. And yeah, and I saw a movie. And that's uh, that's about as interesting as my week has been. There's other stuff too, but we won't go into that.
1: Fantastic. But can I ask, which movie? Or is that going to be for That Slaps later on? Oh, TBD, my friend. TBD? Okay, well, let's Let's, move let's not waste any time then. Let's get to the yeah, main topic.
0: Let's go.
1: week we want to talk about jobs we all got jobs to do in fact we're doing ours right now
0: we're talking we're talking and we're entertaining you but but you know what's funny i still haven't got my paycheck yeah you know what it's lost in the mail how long we've been doing this my first paycheck my second paycheck 12, 13, 14 months of paychecks just gotten lost in the mail. It's crazy. I think it's a stamp thing, David. I I didn't put enough stamps. I'm sorry. Can't trust the postal service. No,
1: absolutely not. They're not reliable at all. But we want to talk about jobs. And more importantly, jobs that we have in mind for the other. Now, we know for each other kind of what we like to do, what, what it is that we are best at. And you know what? We thought Why don't we put each other on the on the application and see if we can find something that the other might like? And for our first one, jobs that we think the other might not like. So let's do that first. David, I think that there's a job that you would absolutely hate. And the first one that I thought of was a stone cold ice cream maker. So I I think that if you were to be (laughs) stuck if you were to be stuck inside, cold all day, making taking orders from from annoying children. And and birthday party kids saying, Hey, can I try this? Can I try this? And then on top of that, having the the forearm strength to just create these concoctions. So so you never get to not be cold. You're always working out and you're always taking orders from everybody. I just really think that you would hate that job. Am I am I close? Is that a job that you would despise?
0: I mean, yeah, I don't think I would enjoy that at all. No, no, not at all. I and, do know people who who worked at Coldstone. Oh and yes, yes. Listening, there's nothing wrong with the shout job. Shout out to you guys. You uh, you turn that ice cream on that stone better than anyone. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I'd like that. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no.
1: Uh, disregard to anybody who does do that. It's just I'm thinking of my dear friend David Hoffman, and I just think for him that would be a bad job. All right. What's a bad job for me, Dave? Okay,
0: Phil. I don't think you would be very good at this, <laughs> and I don't think you'd like it. Okay. I, I don't think you should or could ever be a food critic. <laughs> oh, that is great. Yes, you don't. You don't really have an expansive enough palate for it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't enjoy so many things, and and yeah, I just I don't think you would make a very good food critic. <laughs> you know, I go
1: into a restaurant. And I say, oh, excuse me, there's a fly in my soup. Yes, sir, That was that's supposed to be there. That's the actual meal, it's fly to soup. I'd say, oh, well, please bring me out some chicken noodle. And I'd say, and I, I would just- Fly here's the thing. to soup. Fly to soup, yes. I would have a great palate for the things that I like. So if I happen to like it and your tastes align with mine, if you can bring your tastes back to a, a Stone Age primitive place that, is, that mine is at, I'm going to recommend to you the best places because they have fantastic cuisine. It's whenever we get to go to things that I would find, oh, I don't know, icky or yucky. You're right. I, I, I think that that would be a horrible job for me.
0: Yeah. You, you know, it's not really, it's not really stone age. It's more 1950s America, I think. Probably. You're right. You're, yeah. you
1: know, you're not, you're not wrong. Uh, did you have any others that you thought of? Because I have one that I I thought maybe, but. Uh, no, no. That one was the first one that came to mind and I was like, perfect. That one works. (laughs) The only other one that I thought of, and and it just happens to be because I looked in the mirror today and I I thought of mine, have you ever been to a place that threads eyebrows? Like, like plucks the hair out of your eyebrows? No, not plucks. So maybe you're not even aware of this job. So they, they get a piece of thread and they kind of like hold it with their one end of it with their, uh, with their, with their mouth. And then the other they, they use in conjunction with their hand. And it, it essentially just, it, it does indeed pluck your eyebrows, but it's, it's a little bit, it can go a little bit further than what, what tweezers can do. It's, it's an art really, but I think that that precision, that, that dedication and and the monotony eventually that that would cause, I think would not be for you. No, no thanks. No thanks. All right, cool. (laughs)
0: Doesn't sound pleasurable at all. Okay. A job that I think that you would both like and enjoy And I think this is kind of obvious, but, you know, I I think that's okay. Yeah. Uh, So I know that you obviously are very interested in sports and you work in broadcasting and fantasy sports and all that. But very specifically, I think you have a great voice and I think you could put on a play-by-play commentator voice Mm -hmm. and do football commentary. Uh, I think you'd be very good at this. I think you'd love it, and I think it could be the job for you well thank you i uh i it has always
1: al- alert me. The only part that really just doesn't do anything for me is i, I I'd want to skip the process for that right I, I wouldn't want to go and and uh analyze some games out of Tuscaloosa and just say, Oh oh, well, second out and he runs and he's still running and then the one kid knocked the other out i I'd rather just go straight to the NFL but that's probably why I haven't pursued that as much. But uh, yeah, no, I really oh, would. Oh,
0: I see. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because uh, to go straight to that, you need uh, you need some real connections first. Oh yes. Oh yes. Uh, okay. Jobs. We think the other would enjoy. My first
1: one that's kind of like you said, close to home. So I, I didn't want to pick this one, but I thought it might be good. Is a stand-up comedian. I think that. <laughs> I think that you have uh. the uh, the ability. I think you're funny. First of all, I think your delivery would be great, and then uh, I, I also think that you. Uh, have that self-deprecating humor that you could be that you have the confidence within yourself to be like yeah you know it, it's just what it is what it is and you'd be fine with it i think that you'd, you'd
0: be very good at being a stand-up comedian but you know I, I i do think i would love i would enjoy that and i i think that there's a potential that i could be good at it but if you ask any stand-up comedian how how do you get good at stand-up comedy how do you get become successful at stand-up comedy you bomb a lot like yeah. that's how you get good yeah. is you bomb a lot and then eventually something clicks and then it works. And I don't know if I have the courage to bomb bomb, yeah. time after time on stage in front of an audience. <laughs> Oof. Or that low level where you're like get up on stage to do your set and there's like 3 people in the bar <laughs> listening yeah. to you. And maybe one of them gives you a huh. a, a <laughs> chuckle or you know worse than that is those pity laughs. Uh, yeah Yeah. those those Those. make sense all right but the one that i actually am gonna go
1: with and you kind of mentioned it last week and i thought you know what i think that he really would like this i'm gonna go with a pilot you're obviously a very well-traveled man uh, but I think you like that. You would love to be a traveler, uh, uh, whether that be for military purposes, commercial purposes, whatever it could possibly be. I think you would love to be a pilot. Like you love sights. You love to be like above the clouds. You like to have control. I mean, a pilot,
0: I think, really does yeah. do a lot of service for you. Yeah. You know, that, that was my dad's dream job. It was my dad's yeah. dream job to to be a pilot. Obviously, there were, there were, the reason he didn't do it, the reason he didn't pursue it, well, besides familial pressure, he would have had to, at the time he was living in South Africa, he would have had to have done 10 years in the South African Air Force mm. in order to become a pilot, even right. commercially or for whatever. So so he ended up going, studying um, business. So yeah, I mean, that was his dream job. And I wanted, at the time, I wanted to be a pilot. And yeah, I my dad... Basically said to me, no, like you don't love it like I did, and so I don't think it's for you. And I think he was right. Like I think I could have become a pilot and I would have enjoyed it, but you know what? I I wouldn't have felt good about it. I wouldn't have felt good at, good about it because that was his dream, and he's right. I don't I don't love it or am not passionate about it like he always has been and still is. Like, I honestly don't think it would have been fair if I had had that opportunity to become a pilot. Hmm. After that was his dream, you know, I would have felt that would have broken my heart to do what he had always wanted to do. And I, it, like, as much as I might have enjoyed it, it wasn't a love of mine. So that's 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 why I I uh, I never pursued it.
1: Let's go to our last one here. Job we think the other would be perfect for that they might
0: not have ever thought of. Now, Hoffman, you go first on this last one. Now, if you're listening... To this podcast because you want to laugh. I hope we've made you laugh at least, or we will make you laugh in the game section. I'm I'm almost certain of that because yeah. that's already been recorded. But uh, this is serious. I, I I think that Phil, you are you are so easy to be around, and you make people feel good when they're around you. And so I think that you could be a carer. And now I don't mean that you're going to be wiping people's butts, but if you, do I could want do, that, to do that. Then yeah, you could yeah. do that. Depending um, on the person. But I mean, like almost like a therapist, but but not not like sitting in a New York office uh, with a notepad and like someone lies down on in a, a couch and 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 you say and how's your relationship with your mother? Uh, nothing like that. I'm thinking more like you work at this almost like a resort for people who are Mm. having a hard time. And there's like a lake, beautiful scenery and like trees and nature. And you go for a stroll with this, with this guy who's having a hard time down by the lake. And you just talk about stuff and, and you make him feel better because that's what you're best at. It's making people feel better. So I think you'd, you'd be very good at that. And I don't think that's something you would have ever thought of.
1: Yeah. You know what? Honestly, I I haven't. I, I, uh, joy in life for me is getting to know people of of all shapes and sizes and kinds. I I like getting to know what makes people tick. And after a certain point, like it it just excites me no matter who it is. Like I could be having a, a lunch with a good friend that I've known for a while, but maybe never really delved into deeper topics with or somebody that I met for the first time. I think I try to find my appropriate way into talking to people. So I'm not like fully, fully outgoing, but once I gain a comfortability with somebody, oh yeah, Oh, yeah, that's that's something I know in college. I even took a psych class and I, I just I just find the human mind so interesting. But but thank you. That's very that's a very generous job. I would have thought maybe f- professional hugger if, if uh, you know, but, but either <laughs> oh, way. That's definitely in the jo- job description is, oh, is certainly, professional certainly. hugger. Yes, of course. And I do give very good hugs. Very warm hugs. Yes. All right. Job, I think you would have been fine. Would have been perfect fine. for you, but I would have been fine. Yeah, you would have been just dandy. And <laughs> no, but uh my first one that i was i wasn't too sure about but i thought you might enjoy what about an interpreter i know you have a love for languages but i think also if you were to well here if you were to work at like a united nations or something and be an interpreter for an uh a, 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 what would it be uh maybe like a uh, you know i only speak english right <laughs> no i know but i think if you were you do have a natural love to go and learn other languages so therefore if you're incentivized to then go and be paid to learn another language, I think you'd be happy with that. And then also to be the ambassador, the the uh, African ambassador for for the Rwandan representation for at the UN. I think that you'd find that incredibly cool. So I mean, an, inter- an interpreter to a certain degree, maybe not an interpreter for like Wells Fargo banking thing. I don't think that would. But like I'm thinking like United Nations. You're surrounded of worldly affairs. I think that an interpreter in that capacity would appeal to you but that's not my number one my number one that i thought for you what about a civil engineer specifically for bridges because i i i know how much <laughs> i know this is going to be a tough sell but i do think i do think that this might have worked for you because i i know that you do have a, a fondness for architecture at some point some, <laughs> some, something yes uh, and then for bridges specifically I think if you are the type of person who likes to make connections towards other things, whether that be connecting from one topic to another, whether it be from one person to another. And so bridges just felt like a natural place for you rather than like a building. I don't think a building would necessarily appeal to you. I don't think statues would necessarily appeal to you. I thought bridges because they they also have a lot of functionality that I think you would
0: appreciate and how it needs to be. Let me address. I can tell you put a lot of thought into these, and that's I'm being serious. There, you also I think are wildly wrong. (laughs) So first, the interpreter thing. It's not that I would necessarily hate the job itself, and I do love languages to an extent. uh, Not as much as other people. For example, my mother, like her, her grasp of languages is is very. She picks them up easily. That's what she studied at university. She speaks several languages. I'm not that good at picking up languages. I'm really mm. not. It's it's a hard thing for me to do. So I don't think I would be very good at this job, nor would I be qualified or really want to do it very much. Now the civil engineer thing. <laughs> I studied, I, I have a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. Yes. I wouldn't say I have a passion for architecture. I have a bachelor's degree in engineering. I very much abandoned that career path because <laughs> I wanted to be an actor. I hated doing engineering. I shared a lot of lectures with, because there's a lot in common between civil and mechanical engineering. I shared a lot of lectures with the civil engineers. I know, I, I don't think I would enjoy being like engineering itself. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. That's why I left it. I could be making good money. I could be making good money. Oh yeah. If I'd stayed in like, not necessarily big money yet, but down the line, I could be making very decent, healthy living kind of money. Uh, Very much middle-class, comfortable living if I stayed in engineering, and I abandoned that to be making almost no money trying to pursue an arts career, because I don't like it. I don't like engineering. Now, I will give you this credit. If I were to be an engineer, I would want to build bridges. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. My grandfather, my mom's dad, was a civil engineer. He was a royal engineer in the British Army during World War II, and he- would his job was basically to fall like go with the army? They would if they needed to. They would build a bridge across a ravine or, or whatever. They would like small even bridges just yeah. across a, a creek or whatever. Sure. And and then when the army had crossed, they would blow it up so that the enemy couldn't follow them. Uh, and my grandfather was fascinated by bridges. And so if I was going to build anything, it would be bridges. So I will give you that. But otherwise, uh, no, I'm not going to be an engineer. Don't want to be an engineer. And yeah, no. All right. Well, there we go. I got
1: professional hugger. He got a civil engineer to make bridges between <laughs> people and between pieces of land. But either way, uh, interesting, interesting place that we took it to. Let's go to a revamped miniseg. This episode of Pow Wow
0: Podcast is sponsored by Sides. Meet Sides, S-I-D-E-S, an app that helps you take the law into your own hands. Turn ordinary
1: agreements into binding contracts in seconds. Then if a dispute arises, sides
0: will step in to resolve it for you. Wait, Phil, that, one, that was supposed to be my line. What did we agree to in the contract? I don't know. I, I guess we can use sides to settle this dispute. Because each dispute costs a small one-time fee. And if you win, which I will, it's all awarded back to you. Sign up now and get 16% off for a limited time only. The Prodigal Son Returns. It is fun factoid. This was our first mini-segment, right? This was the first ever mini-segment, and it used to be that we would just present a fun fact that we discovered during the week. And my goodness, it has been a long time since we we did this mini-segment. But it is back, revamped, and the game here is... I'm going to present you with two facts, Phil, and you are going to tell me which one is true... And which one is not true or false, if you will? I shall, and I will. So, first of all, Australia is wider than the moon. So from side to side, Australia is wider than the moon is. Second fact, the Eiffel Tower can grow by about six feet during a a particularly hot summer. Well, this would be where... engineering degree would help me as i don't know if metal expands (laughs) it does expand obviously everything expands and contracts in in heat i believe oh that is interesting because the moon is round so therefore it'd be from
1: one outermost point to the other and i don't know if we would be able to see australia if it were up in the sky so i will go (laughs) i will say the the fact would be
0: australia is wider than the moon you're correct, yeah. Australia is in fact wider than the moon. Yes. The Eiffel Tower grows by only about fifteen centimeters during a hot summer. Uh six feet would be very impressive. But you know what? Size isn't everything, okay? How it expands doesn't matter. All right. It just it just yeah, it's, does what it's, it does. It's a it's not a grower, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus. All right, five fun factoid selections here. The famed Chocolate River in the 1971 filmed version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory accounted for over half the film's budget, amounting to 1.6 million dollars to maintain. And the second fact would be 93 percent of people to ever exist on Earth are dead. Roughly 50 percent of them died from malaria. Whoa. I'm sorry. Say that second one again. of people to ever exist on Earth are dead. Okay.
0: Roughly 50% of them died from malaria. Which of those is true? I'm going to say that the first one is true because I'm pretty sure there's actually a higher percentage of people who are, of all the people who've ever existed, it's more than 7% that are alive today or something. It's something weird like that that's actually kind of weird to think about. But, uh, and yeah, 50% dying from malaria, that just doesn't sound right. That seems All like right. way too much. So I'm going to say, but the Chocolate River thing being half the budget of of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory sounds very believable. Right. The famed Chocolate River took,
1: I don't know how much to maintain because I've completely made that up. I just, oh. I just thought of our upcoming guest for the upcoming game here, and I was inspired by Chocolate. So I thought of him and a Chocolate River, uh, not, but apparently 93% of people ever on Earth who are dead, and a lot of them died from malaria. A lot of uh, lot of oranges. 50%? Yeah. Wow. Roughly 50%. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> outlandish jobs for ourselves is the once more of this week. Now, David, I was going to go first for this one, because I want to see if you believe for this to be outlandish enough, because- I'm thinking of like a safari travel guide is like outlandish, obviously. But tell me if you think that this is outlandish, because an outlandish job for myself that I could see myself ever having would be an auctioneer.
0: I'll give it to you. I don't think it's super outlandish, but I'll give it to you. Yeah, I think it's a it's a not something most people aspire to be to.
1: Right. All right, I've gone to a few auctions, and it's uh, w- there's one guy who's just completely conventional with that. And I have seventy five. I have seventy five. I a 200, I complete give me two hundred, somebody give me two hundred. It's just, it's, it's almost like a chant. It's almost like going to a Catholic church where it's uh, a and, and but it's a chant of its own with like like they actually added. I've always found it. Absolutely fascinating. So an auctioneer would be my outlandish job that I would pick for myself.
0: Hoffman, what is an outlandish job you would pick for yourself? You know, funny, I was going to pick pilot. And well, at least I had that written down as like, is this outlandish? But I don't think it's that outlandish, outlandish, excuse me, because I actually really have considered this. But so I'm going to go with assassin. Ooh, like James Bond. Yeah, yeah, like James Bond, or you know, more like less like less spy, more assassin. And uh, you know what? I'll get over the fact that I have to kill people. I mean, it's tough, but but I'm really going to be killing. I I I'm a good assassin. I'm going to be killing bad people, like evil dictators and and war criminals and stuff like that. So so would you be a hitman
1: or an assassin? Because an assassin, I think you work for like a government or an entity. Whereas not necessarily.
0: Hitman- I'm a I'm a I could you can be an assassin for hire. An assassin is an assassin. I I think Hitman has a connotation where you're just going after anybody who you're hired to kill. Whereas assassin, you're probably going after high-profile targets, Ah, you know? Ah, yes. Yeah, which is, that's my specialty. So I'm going to be going after these high-profile targets. And if movies are to be believed, which of course they are, movies are entirely based on fact, Mm -hmm. any assassination job that I'm hired to do... There's going to be a beautiful woman who needs seducing, of course, and uh, and that sounds like something I'd be good at. So, yes. <laughs> what would be your modus operandi
1: as far as killing people? Would you be a poisoner? Would you be a sniper? Would you be a, a,
0: a, a oh. saboteur? I don't know. I didn't even think about that. No, sniper is too. Uh, it's too distant. Yeah, too distant. No, it's got. If I'm gonna kill somebody, it's gonna be personal. It's sniffing. gonna be like I look him in the eye. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, I think, I think, gun works, or maybe like, uh, maybe like a knife or something like that. But uh, very clean, very, uh, very deliberate, and no mistakes. You know that kind of. Okay, sounds yeah. good. If you're familiar with the podcast, you know that now comes the game, and of course we've brought on a guest, one of our favorite guests, because this is a friend of both Phil and myself. His name is David Sampson, and he is absolutely disgustingly good-looking.
2: Oh, I can say the same thing about you, Mr. Hoffman. I'll just (laughs) sit here, I guess.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, as you should. I guess I'm just disgusting. All right, guys.
2: Hey, welcome, (laughs) welcome,
1: both of you guys. Uh, Of course, being that David is David's guest, look at that. I get two questions. Here we go. Samson, Mm. what are three adjectives you would use to describe yourself? Be careful.
2: Okay. Um, Sexy... Yeah, yeah. charming, ridiculously handsome. I I think those Ridiculous,
1: are... Ridiculous? Uh, that, that's not an adjective. It's like ridiculously... An adjective. It's
2: an adjective of an adjective. It's like, not only am I handsome, it, but I'm ridiculously handsome. It's an adverb, handsome. actually. Adverb
1: would be what you're looking for.
2: Adverb? We're not describing a verb.
0: <laughs> it's still called an adverb. Even I though describe you describe your... Dude, an a, an yeah, an adverb can describe describe a verb or an adjective.
2: See, when I think of adverb, it's like adjective verb. There's no verb in that whatsoever. You know, think of something do we going play swimmingly, a game or do we want to have a grammar <laughs> lesson? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's not apparently.
2: Maybe I need a bit of both.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, my question that was uh, that was your uh, brilliantly thought out answer to Phil's question. Yeah. My question, <laughs> David, hmm. if the paycheck was ten grand for the day. Would you do background acting in a porn film? Background? Wow. Ooh. So you don't actually have to get naked or anything. Like you're the, I don't know. You're like a party guest and then sex happens (laughs) while you're in the background. Sex happens. It's a a motto. (laughs) It just
2: happens. It's not like I'm actually in the background, not just like the guy that's like having cereal while they're doing stuff under the table or whatever.
0: Or that. Because <laughs> no, there's a big difference. Look, a
2: big difference. The you
0: script know. The script is top secret. I don't have access to it, David. All <laughs> oh, okay. I know is that on set tomorrow, you're going to be doing background in a porn film. And I just want to know if you'll do it for 10 grand.
2: You know what? I think that I would. And then if anyone asked, I would just be like, oh, I was just doing my own thing. I, they just happened to be filming and doing stuff while I was there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: even if you are the guy eating cereal while they're exactly well i mean cereal too i'll just
2: <laughs> man this cocoa
0: puffs is so, so good so what's, the, what's the story <laughs> uh, I, yeah i was just sitting in my house and <laughs> some people came in and i don't know what they were doing in the living room but i just you know i was fine with it
2: yeah they, they came over and they said yeah we want to do a documentary on you and what your morning is like and you know so just don't mind anything else it's just eat your cereal, do your thing. And I said, okay. Okay. And then they did their thing. You
0: think people will buy that story?
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) They
1: did each other's thing. For my third question, David, how much would someone have to pay you to completely shave your head and keep it for three months? So you keep shaving it for the, for the entirety of that three months. And then at the end of that three month mark, you can then begin to grow back.
2: So is this like for, for a role or is this just, just in general, just shaving your head and that's it? Just in, in your general, I think. Yeah, I
1: mean, in your head, you can think of it as a role. I
0: mean, technically, somebody's paying you to play the part of a bald man. Look, you you go bald for three months, you're going to take on a new persona. Yeah, of course. The hitman. Porn actor. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah. That, there's, yeah, there's that too.
0: He's a or serial porn, porn actor.
2: actor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How much do they have to pay me? You know what? Give me an extra ten grand on top of my background. <laughs> hey, day. that's yeah, twenty yeah. grand you got. It, I know exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> In
1: one podcast, we've already made him twenty grand. Come on, guys, <laughs> Let, bring the offers around.
2: Actually, I don't think anyone would actually recognize me if I was to go and shave my head and then go on to set as a background hey, person. Great you know? idea. Just so the the no just switch the order you. of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wait, what?
1: <laughs> switch the order of shaving and then porn acting. All right. Now, yeah, so yeah, exactly. So all we need
2: now is someone to write the check. Well. Does anyone have an extra twenty grand lying around uh, and a porno set for me d- to d- d- DM to be us? In the at powwow
0: underscore <laughs> podcast will uh, will put you through to David Sampson.
2: There, there we go. Powwowporno
1: So with Sampson being Hoffman's guest today, that means that I get to bring up the game and create it. Therefore, something that I'm sure that David Sampson has heard time and time again. The game I have dubbed "Who Did This." That is the name of the game. Of course, we make it so that uh, we will list a couple of things and uh, say which person or which entity did this. It's uh, fairly straightforward. Samson, who would you like to face off against first? Seeing as how you have not ever won a single game <laughs> in either of your powwow appearances. So you have a I think lot to live with. He's beaten me once. I think he's beaten me once. Has he beat on, you
2: once? He's I been don't on think at least so. three
1: times. I've
2: been on and three times. And I think he beat least. me once. Yeah. Okay, he might have beaten me once. I'm not percent sure. And
1: I'm undefeated against you because I know I've never lost to you. And I don't plan on doing it again.
2: Well, all right. Well, you know what? I want to go against Hoffman this time and see how this goes. I, I did well against him last time, I think. Bring so. it on,
1: Philippou. He wants a warm up, so let's give him one. First game in Who Did This? Guys, we'll start off with you first, Samson. Who was the last U.S. president before the Civil War? Who was the last U.S. president before the Civil War? Of course, that would have been Abraham Lincoln was the one during the Civil War. Don't during know if the you guys, Civil War, guys During the Civil War, don't know if you guys knew that. First option here, Samson. Miller to Fillmore. B, Franklin Pierce. C, James Buchanan. Or D, Bill Clinton. <laughs> C. You're going to go C, James Buchanan. You yes. go to you, Hoffman. Millard Fillmore, Franklin Pierce, James
0: Buchanan, or the very viable Bill Clinton. They're all fairly close if i'm if I'm not mistaken, Pierce, they are. Buchanan and Fillmore and Clinton and Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I'm gonna oh. also go with C, James J- Buchanan, James Buchanan. Okay. So with both of you getting the same answer, that means you both have the same result but that is a, the result of a point. You both did get it. I had them in order. Millard Fillmore, 1850 to 53, Franklin Pierce, 53 to 57, James Buchanan, 57 to 61. And of course, that precedes the Civil War. So congratulations and, and to both so, of you. I'm sorry,
0: uh, Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton, <laughs> we're going to go
1: with unlisted. Yes. All right. Uh, all right. Second question, we'll start with you first, Hoffman. And remember, okay. since you uh, since you won last week, you do have a skipping stone. We both will have a skipping yes. stone available to us, but as it pertains to this game. Yes. All right. Who was Get on the- with it, boy? Thank you. Who was the highest grossing Walt Disney animated feature film ever? Would that be A. Frozen Two, B. Uh, Moana, C. Tangled, or D. Zootopia? Frozen Two, Moana, Tangled, Zootopia. Highest
0: grossing film animated. Now, if Frozen had been an option, I would have for sure selected that. I am going to guess A, Frozen 2. I think it just rode the hype of Frozen 1. Okay, and Samson.
2: Wow. Yeah, I was in the same boat as as Hoffman. He said, if if Frozen, the original, had been there, I would have definitely chosen that, but... You said it was Frozen 2, Moana, Tangled, know, Tangled, and Zootopia. And Zootopia. You know, I, I think, so part of me feels like this is, like, completely out of left field, but it might just be right. I'm going to go with D, Zootopia. He
1: does get that wrong. Uh, Frozen 2, of course, is the right answer there, Hoffman. And it okay. did surpass Frozen. <laughs> Moana was number six all time, Tangled 7, and Zootopia coming in at number four. This next question we go on, and of course, Samson will answer first, should Hoffman not want to use the skipping stone. Who was the first to win their first World Rugby Men's Fifteens Player of the Year, formerly known as International Player of the Year? Samson, would it be Dan Carter, Richie McCaw, Keith Wood,
2: or Antoine Dupont? I'm sorry. You're asking me a rugby question against Hoffman? (laughs) What? What? Could I possibly do that? You just want me to lose. Oh. I
1: best believe, Samson, that I do indeed have a question favoring you later on. But for really? this point, for this point.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to need to hear those names again. Uh, yeah. I've yeah, never yeah. heard You're, any of them in my life.
1: Dan Carter, okay. Richie McCaw, Keith Wood, or Antoine Dupont. And I'm sure I'm saying all those names correctly, too. Who won their first award first? Who won their first award first. Correct. Some of these you are multiple-time winners. World-renowned.
2: Mm. I'm going to go with D, Antoine Dupont.
1: Antoine Dupont. And uh, the
0: real answer would be, Hoffman? Now, I, I'm i not sure exactly. I do know that David Sampson got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do, I do know that. <laughs> this is, this is, because Antoine wow. Dupont won last year and is like 24, 3, 2 years old or something like that. He started uh, whereas, really young.
2: Whereas <laughs> <Yeah>. Richie McCaw, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Richie McCaw and Dan Carter, and Keith Wood both won years. Well, Richie McCaw and Dan Dan Carter, and I think Keith Wood are all retired now. So but who won it first? I think Richie McCaw. Is who you're going with? Yeah, I I mean, I think. I, I'm not sure. So you were
1: correct. Samson is indeed wrong. Antoine Dupont won in 2021, just last year. And the first of these men to win their first one as Dan Carter and Rich McCall have both won multiples, but it is Keith Wood who won in 2001 mm, that takes yeah. the win.
2: Keith Wood was my my second answer.
1: <sighs> Samson, who was the first to win their first NBA MVP? Actually, we're going to go to Hoffman first for this one. Who was the first to win their first NBA Most Valuable Player of the Year award, Hoffman? Would that be Michael Jordan? Mm. Wilt Chamberlain, Moses Malone, or Steve Nash?
0: You know, I have to believe if you were coming up with this with this question for Samson, that if I, you would expect me to skip it, in which case you might have another question that favors Samson. But I'm still going to skip it. He's still going to skip it. All right, who would your answer Why? have been, Hoffman? Uh, I don't know,
1: Steve Nash? Steve Nash would have been the absolute... David would have been the absolute wrong, wrong one. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Sampson, who who would it have been had you had a chance to guess?
2: I think it was was it Chamberlain?
1: It was indeed Chamberlain. Moses Malone is not that old. He uh, won in 78-79 for his first one, Jordan won in 87-88 for his first one, whereas Wilt Chamberlain won in the year uh, the season 59 to 60. So, he takes the cake in that one. But we are indeed skipping and we'll go back to Hoffman first. Who was the first to win their first Oscar for Best Acting Slash Supporting Acting Performance? So just the the first to win their Oscar. Okay. We'll go with Al Pacino, Jeremy Irons, Robin Williams, or Roberto Benigni. Hoffman? Wow.
0: All in the 90s. I'll give you that hint. Okay. Okay. That helps. Because I was about to say, well, I know Robin Williams was in the 90s. (laughs) Good, (laughs) good, Good Will Hunting. Um... Now, I'm going to say Al Pacino. He's going with Al Pacino.
1: Samson, yeah. where do you go?
2: Mm, that's tough, actually. I think I have to go with Robin Williams.
1: Robin Williams. Al Pacino won in 1993, whereas Robin Williams did indeed win in 1998, as did Roberto Benini. The real answer here was Jeremy Irons winning in, to kick off the decade in 1990. So neither of you get a mm. point. And we mm. will go to our last Darn. question that Hoffman will again answer first as he is leading in a two-to-one bid. Uh, so, Samson, keep that in mind. Before the, show, before the show, I sent each of you a text with a number. Now, don't say your numbers aloud, as I also sent a number to our good friend, Tim. The question to follow is this. Who did I send the highest number to? <laughs> David Sampson, David Hoffman, our good friend Tim... Or I sent all three of you the same number, A, B, (laughs) C, or D. We'll go to you first, (laughs) Haku.
0: I mean, it's really just a guess, right? Well, uh, I sent
1: each of you a number, and you have your own to work off of.
0: Yeah, but it's really just a guess, because there's infinite numbers that you could have sent. I think you sent all of us the same number. You think I
1: sent all of you the same number? Okay. Yeah. Samson, we go to you. Now, remember, you are a point behind.
2: Uh, this I mean, there, there's no logical reason <laughs> to, way to figure this out, but I have to choose a different answer. I think that you sent me the highest number.
1: You think I sent you the highest number? Okay. Yes. The other options were Hoffman or our good friend Tim, and they're both wrong because I did indeed... Send all three of you the same number. Meaning Hoffman takes a victory, three <laughs> uh, to one. Go. And that number uh, was that number 16, was sixteen ninety. There we go. I, and uh if you guys remember, before we started recording, I got a call. That was from Tim saying, "Yeah, what in the I, hell?" I thought you, so. What yeah, the I hell? Had the you...
0: suspicion. <laughs> I knew when you sent me that number, I was like, "This is not totally random. There's no <laughs> way." well uh of course
1: guys i had a tiebreaker but it'll die and go to the withering winds of forgotten tiebreakers with me never neat meeting and never necessary
2: absolutely
0: (laughs) well let's keep the demolition derby rolling hoffman your rendition of it okay my game it's uh pretty much the same there's a there's a couple questions where, yeah, okay, just don't don't read read too much into that. Just ignore, ignore <laughs> me. I'm being stupid. Who saved? I'm not going to give you any more details on this question because it should be easy. But okay, who saved the Navi? A. Edmure Tully, B. Diana Scully. Sorry, Dana Scully. C. Jake Sully, or D. Charles Mully. David Sampson.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Say say the names one more time. A, Edmure
0: Tully, B, Dana Scully, C, Jake Sully, or D, Charles Mully?
2: I'm going to go with A, Edward Tully. Edmure Tully. Oh, Edmure Tully, yeah. Yeah,
0: get it right, David.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with A,
1: Edmund Tully.
0: (laughs) 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 Okay, they both go with A, Edmure Tully. Any idea who the Navi are? No. No. The Navi are the blue people from the movie Avatar. Oh! And and Edmure Tully is the uncle of Rob Stark and Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. So, no, you're both wrong. Zero points. Dana uh, Scully is from X-Files. Charles Mully, I don't know, I can't remember who he was, but he's a real person or a character or something. And the answer was C, Jake Sully, or Jake Sully as they say uh, in the Na'vi community. Yes, both wrong on that question. Okay, Very good question. Oh, thank you. I thought it
2: was like Felice Na'vi died, like some, <laughs> some sort of Christmas sort of thing. You could ask me to repeat the <laughs> who, question. Who, who saved Christmas? I was going to say it wasn't the Grinch. <laughs> okay, question
0: two. Which children's program from our era had this theme song? I'm going to hum it, okay? Okay. Okay. Was it A, <laughs> Winnie the Pooh? B, The Flintstones? C, Postman Pat? Or D, Thomas the Tank Engine? And this time we're going to you first, Phil. Would you like me to mumble it again? <laughs> Please. <laughs> da, 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 da okay go back to the options please one more time <laughs> winnie the pooh the flintstones postman pat or thomas the tank engine it's going to be the largest
1: crockpot pot of, of baloney if it's postman pat i've never even heard of postman pat so i'm going to go with thomas the tank engine david sampson what do you think
2: you know what's funny is actually because I've never heard this tune before, and I've never heard of Postman Pat. I'm gonna go with Postman Pat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you guys don't know Postman? Oh, I guess it's maybe British. I don't know.
2: It sounds like a British show.
0: Well, it's not Winnie the Pooh. That one goes what? Is it? Winnie the Pooh. Winnie mm. the. Winnie yeah. the. Okay, Pooh. it's not yeah. the Flintstones, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So one of you is correct, and that one of you is Philip Amorine. I'm very yes! disappointed.
2: Yes! No, no! Thomas the Tank Engine. So you
0: guys know Thomas the Tank Engine, right?
2: Yeah, but yeah, I don't know yeah. the song. I, it's I been mean, a you watch. should know song. Song. Come on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Yes. Postman Pat. uh, Nope, not that one. Postman Pat. I thought that was pretty famous. Anyway. All right. So it's 1-0 to to Philip. Yeah. Question three. Who tries to kill Obi-Wan Kenobi? Is it A, Commander Cody, B, Captain Rhodey, Oh, yeah. C, Sergeant Brody. Or D, Princess Jody. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to you first, Samson.
2: I'm sorry, say, say, say them one more time.
0: A, Commander Cody. B, Captain Rhodey. C, Sergeant Brody. Or D, Princess
2: Jody. I'm going to go with A, Captain Cody. <laughs>
0: A is Commander
2: Cody. Commander Cody, yeah, yeah. Commander Cody, okay. I don't think he should get the
1: point if he can't even (laughs) say it right. (laughs) I'm going to go with A as well.
0: Okay, A, Commander Cody's (laughs) correct. You both get a point. It's now 2-1 in favor of Philip. Now this is my favorite question. After defeating his adversary in a wrestling match, who turned to challenge the crowd and said, I'm the big buck of this lick? If any of you want to try it, come on and whet your horns. And this time we're going uh, to Phil first. Do I, not, do I get options? Oh, sorry, <laughs> the options.
2: <laughs> answer it, Phil. A, yeah.
0: John, <laughs> A. John Quincy Adams B. Ulysses S. Grant oh C. Abraham Lincoln or D. Teddy Roosevelt Wow. Uh... So, the thing is is
1: that I oh, uh, because I think I know more about this than I think Samson would, so it's even dangerous for me to give my logic, but i'll I'll do David a favor here. I know I will yes, okay, go on. I know that Abraham Lincoln did wrestle as a lad i I wanna uh, he he's notoriously a good wrestler, and plus he had length, so he had a he had a lot of limber he was a very limber president uh but this but the the word buck goes along with what I would imagine for one bully pulpit of a man Teddy Roosevelt so I'm going to go with Teddy Roosevelt because John Quincy Adams has mutton chops and I don't think any man with mutton chops can wrestle. Are you kidding
0: me? I feel like mutton chops are the secret weapon of a wrestler. Anyway. Truly. <laughs> uh Samson what, what would you use what, what what do you think?
2: You know what's funny is actually I vaguely remember as well that Abraham Lincoln also was a wrestler. But oh, how, how funny. But I, <laughs> but, you know, I I think just because you feel like it's—he said Buck doesn't mean it actually is. And I think that that's something that actually Abraham Lincoln would say. So I'm going to go with good old Abe.
0: One of you is correct. And that one of you is David Sampson.
2: Yes! yes! Oh! Abraham Lincoln. Yes! 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 You suck! You <laughs> suck! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the okay. first time for me in a while. <laughs>
0: okay, you are tied at two points apiece. This is not something that I knew about Abraham Lincoln. And I pride myself on my history knowledge. He was—he's actually enshrined in the in the Wrestling Hall of yeah. Fame. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, I didn't know this at all. He uh, defeated only once in approximately three hundred matches. That's crazy. Anyway, he was. Uh, no one took him up on his challenge. No one in the crowd said yes to that. Yeah, there you go. So Abraham Lincoln, great wrestler. Question five: Who did the play-by-play commentary? For Super Bowl fifty, when Peyton Manning and Von Miller led Phillips' beloved Broncos to Ooh. glory, was it A John Madden? B Jim Nance? C Al Michaels, or D Joe Buck. Samson, we'll go to you first. So s- who s- did s- the who did the play-by-play commentary for Super Bowl fifty when the Broncos beat the Panthers? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, and went to glory. Down in history in Phil's pants. Was it A, John Madden, B Jim Nance, C, Al Michaels, or D, Joe Buck? Wow.
1: Now hold on. Before he answers, I have a question. Can I wait till he answers and then skip? <laughs> no. I know. No. Okay. Uh, then I dang. This is close. But it's not you first, it's Samson first. You No, you... I know, but I have to make a decision whether I want to skip it or not before he answers. Uh-huh. Okay, because mm. he's he's to answer first. He is, and I think what I'm, I, no, you know what? I think I'm gonna let it. Really, I think I'm gonna let it ride. Yeah, I think I, I I think I do know who this is. So I'll I'll let him I'll let him answer. Okay. Wow.
2: All right. Well, my answer is Jim Nance.
0: Okay. B Jim Nance Philip. Dang. Actually, that's yeah. That's who I was gonna pick. So there's really no. Well, do reason you want a tiebreaker? Or do you want uh
1: Yeah. I, I was going to go with Jim Nance because I thought it was CBS. CBS is Jim Nance, uh, Channel 5 for us over here in Arizona. So I will go with Jim Nance because I believe it was CBS who broadcast that, that Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. You're absolutely right. You're both yeah. right. Jim Nance did the play-by-play. It was CBS. And so we have a score of 3-3. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> which means we're going to a tiebreaker. But first, but first, my skip question, because yeah. why not? Who has won? This doesn't count for points, by the way. Who no. has won a FIFA World Cup? Oh, thank a, God I didn't Lionel skip. Messi, B, Cristiano Ronaldo, C, David Beckham, or D, none of the above? So who has not? No, who has won? Oh, who has? Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, David Beckham, or none of the above. And we'll go to you first, Phil. Just for fun. craps fun. and giggles. <clears throat> yes. I think it would have been it would have been Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Okay.
2: None of the above.
0: None of the above would have been correct. Uh, World Cup. Duh. Yeah, World Cup. What did you think I said? I, 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 <laughs> what,
2: what else is there?
1: <laughs> Sorry. I, I th- Well, I thought that there was like a Champions League thing, and then I was just thinking like, oh, because yeah, I'm pretty sure they've
0: all won the Champions League. I
2: don't yeah, know about really? David Beckham. I don't think Beckham has. Cristiano that's,
1: Ronaldo
0: that's... has. Yeah, I know. And Lionel yeah, Messi, I think, has. And oh, yeah, the Champions definitely. League? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Okay. Yeah. I don't know so, about David Beckham, though. He probably... I don't, I don't think David Beckham has. All right, let's Anyways. Google this. He did win a Champions League title.
2: Oh, wow. Because he was on Manchester, right?
0: Yeah, with Manchester United, he won. Yeah. Oh.
2: And they, they won yeah, a lot. He won in
0: yeah. 1999.
2: Yeah. That
1: sounds about right. Yeah. To the
0: tiebreaker.
2: To the break. tiebreaker.
1: Ah. And David will have to answer first.
2: No, I was the one who answered first last time. Remember Jim Nance? In... I know, but you forced the tiebreaker.
1: We did. usually go in these games to whoever catches up to force the tiebreaker. Right. Which would be you.
0: Yeah. Okay. How many points were scored in total? In the Broncos' first Super Bowl, Super Bowl oh. twelve. Oh gosh, Super Bowl twelve, back in nineteen something.
2: How many points are scored? How many scored points, in points
0: total? total? Closest wins.
2: Also, not not multiple choice.
0: No, no, that's the tiebreaker wow. element of it. Don't overthink it. I'm going to say <laughs> thirty-five. Okay, thirty-five. Thirty-four. You're <clears throat>
2: Dirty man, that's so dirty. That is the most dirty. How we call a this valid... a tiebreaker?
0: That is so dirty. It's a valid strategy when you're trying to get closer. Why would you leave an avenue open for the thing to be right in you know the middle? What? No, uh, no. You know what?
2: I will rescind right,
0: so... my my.
1: Hold on, I will rescind my tiebreaker. Thirty-three. Continue, please. <laughs> <Okay. No.
2: laughs> what if it's thirty-four? Could you imagine?
0: <laughs> they score the the score. Let me tell you the exact score
1: yeah i if i was to, i'm sticking with 33 but my actual answer if i had to like realistically guess it's like i think it was like 14 to 3 i think so it was like what 17 super bowl
0: 12 Uh uh-huh the dallas cowboys yeah scored 27 points oh oh (laughs) Oh. (laughs) and the Denver broncos scored 10 points which means Thirty-seven total. No. And we have- yes.
2: Yes. This has finally happened. You suck. They're <laughs> lifting their their headphones right now. Oh, I could not be more happier. Wow, vengeance is mine. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> and diarrhea
1: is mine.
0: <laughs> it, it had to. It had to happen one day, Phil. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
2: How's it feel? Um, I think the worst.
0: I think the worst part
1: about it was that I lost on both the wrestling and an Abraham Lincoln question. That just feels insulting to me as an American.
2: That <laughs> you I, know what's I think insulting it- is that you know, actually what's poetic justice that you did the thirty four to my thirty five and you still lost. You stupid uh- son of a.
1: Yeah. I, whoa. I did. I did 33. <laughs> thank
0: you very much.
2: Well, you, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you would have lost either way. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Know. <laughs> well,
1: wow. I am. I am actually completely shocked. I was willing to go below a lot. I thought it was a much lower score. So. So congratulations. Uh-huh, to way to go. Way to go. Boy.
0: Thank wow. You. Exhilarating.
1: Truly Quite. wonderful. Quite well, David Sampson. Is there anything you would like to plug on your way out of here while you while you sneak away with your victory, your ill begotten victory?
2: Yeah, I mean, yes you guys can just follow me on Instagram, savid underscore damson, switching the two letters. So it's S A V I D underscore D A M S O N.
1: And you have a production company uh, that you that you would probably want to promote.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, at D twenty one productions over on Instagram as well and on Facebook and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, so anywhere you look at for the letter D and the numbers 2 and 1, D21 productions, you'll find them on social and uh, follow him for any and all upcoming productions, films, requests. He apparently does serial porno videos, if you so choose. and need. If you need a bald man in your, your area, He will shave his head. He's yeah. willing and able to for no more than $10,000. That's the maximum he'll accept for it. No, so, no
2: 20000 20, No,
1: No, it's all right. It's all right. Thank you, David. All right. Enjoyed having you on the show somewhat. Thank you very much, David (laughs) (laughs) Sampson. We'll catch you next time.
2: See ya.
1: And with that crushing defeat, I go down to a middling record of seven and seven. While David rises from the ashes to get up to seven and seven himself. We are tied.
0: (laughs) The slappage is upon us. And here we go. Phil... Why don't you go first?
1: Yes, I found a new song this week. One of the rare occasions I was happy for an advertisement. I don't know about you, Hoffman, but I am bombarded daily on advertisements, and I happened to stumble across a song that I truly do not believe I would have ever heard had it not been for such an advertisement. And it was for the song called Too Late by Ruby Red. Very good. Very nice. What what advertisement did you hear it in? Uh, I believe it was an Instagram uh, advertisement, oh, okay. so it wasn't like something on TV. No, 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 no. It was okay. a uh, an advertisement video that allowed me a link to go listen to it on Apple Music, and I did, and it was fantastic. Too late
0: by Ruby Red.
1: It slaps.
0: Yeah, mine was. I had a song a few days ago that I would uh, like written down. I'd heard it, and I was like, "This is groovy. I love it." And I'd written it down, but then yesterday I saw The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nick Cage, oh, where he plays himself. Yes. Have you seen it? I saw it. Oh, it's great. great. Yeah. I just adored it. You know, it's not. It's fantastic. It's not winning any awards. No. I no. just like, I love me some Nick Cage. And this was Nick Cage. At his cagiest nickiest best. It was just Unapologetic. Unapologetically, Nick Cage. And and credit to uh Pedro Pedro Pascal as well. Also very good in the movie. I just I thought it was very entertaining and it was uh Yeah, I I recommend you guys go see it. It's a good it's a good fun watch, nothing nothing too serious. Doesn't take itself seriously by any means. No. And I can I dare say it slaps. You dare, please! Ah! Thank you, guys, so much for listening. Before we leave, before we leave you here today, we have a few thank yous to, to dish out. First of all, to Cass and Crossland and Jake Corlang for the music that you hear on this show. Thank you, guys, so much.
1: Thank you to Tara Amstutz and Josh Hans for their wonderful contributions
0: to the podcast. Couldn't have done it without you guys. Thank you. And of course, thank you to you, the listener, for your continued support. And for sharing this podcast with your friends, please do uh, spread the word. We feel like we got a lot to say, fun things to to share with you guys, games to play, etc. Find us on Instagram, at powwow underscore podcast. Uh, You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just about anywhere. Except Pandora, because, uh, well, you know, screw Pandora. Put
1: the bear back in the box.